Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Words with God. How has it been? How are you doing? Hope you've been staying on God's word. Hope you've been doing your best. I know it's not the easiest thing to do, but being able to be diligent, staying on God's word, studying the word of God is one of the greatest things that you will ever do for yourself. It's not going to be the easiest thing to do, but it's going to be one thing that you will do that will be worth it. So like I always tell myself every single day, I just tell myself that, look, you have to do this. There's no other shortcut to it. There's no other way. And there's no other way than knowing God. That's just the and, and Bible says it. That's just the truth. There's no other way than knowing God. Jesus Christ is the only way. That's what the Bible says. So the only way is to know God. If you get what I mean. So today we're going to be going into a bit of bible study and we're going to go old school on this one you know i don't know if you remember the days of sunday school where you have to you know go to sunday school then the teacher would teach you tell you these then you recite it to go back and forth and all that it used to be fun but you know as you grow you 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 start to desire more you start to you know desire the deep things of god you start to crave for meat not just milk but today we're going to go into the book of Matthew. I want us to talk about uh, and study on the beatitudes, you know, the beatitudes. Rather, I want us to study on the beatitudes. I have been studying on it for some time and it occurred to me that, you see, everything that you need as a child of God, everything that you need as a Christian, it's already been laid out for you in the word of God like my wife always says that if everybody can truly do what the word says if everybody can really just settle down study the word listen to what god is saying and do exactly as he's saying the world will be a better place and the beatitude kind of summarizes how god is expecting us to live and the end result of what he expects from us he states what he expects from us and then now lets us know the outcome of what we do when we fulfill his expectations. That's how the beatitude has, has been for me since I've been studying it. And I just want us to look into it together. We might be jumping through different versions. Like I always encourage you, don't listen, don't read only one version of the Bible. Try and read other versions of the bible try and you know study the bible and divide it rightly like the bible says a workman rightly dividing the word of truth so we're going to start from matthew chapter 5 from verse 1 i'm going to be reading the tpt but i might be switching it up here and there i just want you to follow me so from verse 1 it says or it reads one day jesus saw a vast crowd of people gathering to him so he went up to the slope of a hill and sat down with his followers and disciples spread over the hillside jesus began to teach them what happiness comes to you when you feel your spiritual poverty 
when you feel your spiritual poverty it says for theirs is the realm of heaven's kingdom you know i just want us to pause there for a bit i'm going to read the niv version it says blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven and then uh, i'm going to quickly jump to the amplified uh, amplified version that says um happy to be envied and spiritually prosperous with life joy and satisfaction in god's favor and salvation regardless of their outward conditions are the poor in spirit the humble who rate themselves insignificant now i want i'm going to run through the ampc version again and i'm going to take take my time this time around because i want you to also look at it in your bible it says happy to be envied and spiritually prosperous with life joy and satisfaction in god's favor and salvation regardless of their outward conditions are the poor in spirit now it went further to break down the poor in spirit it says the humble who rate themselves insignificant and i had to pause there because you know the niv version was a bit very simple it just went on to say blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of god and 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 for some time i i was on need because i'm like what does it mean to be poor in spirit honestly speaking what does it mean to be poor in spirit if you have a better translation please hit me up and send me a voice note or send me a reply or reply to these i want to hear from you what you think the meaning of poor in the spirit means because there has to be something powerful about it because if the poor in the spirit are the ones the bible says will inherit the kingdom of god because it's right here in my bible it says the blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of god as in they are the ones that the kingdom of god is made of what does that mean and i sat down you know meditating on it and i went back to the tpt version that says what happiness comes to you when you feel your spiritual poverty now the word poverty there for me means a lack of something right that's just the the easiest to or simplest that my head can just pick up on the word poverty so i just i'm gonna liken it to like maybe hunger you know when you feel your spiritual hunger like and you know i i don't know if you can picture yourself hungry you know there are days where that 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 hunger just hits you the wrong way or just hits you unexpectedly you you know if you don't eat you will be hungry right so the bible is saying blessed are you that you are spiritually hungry that means for it says because of that the kingdom of heaven is yours so for for me i'm looking at it from the point of spiritual hunger so if you're spiritually hungry constantly that means there must be something that is feeding you right there must be something you're feeding on if not you're going to starve so the bible is saying blessed are you that you are consistently hungry for the things of god that you consistently chase after the things of god that you consistently are about the king the things of god seeking first the kingdom of heaven 
and all its righteousness and every other thing shall be added unto you blessed are you that are spiritually poor that are poor in spirit that means you don't ever allow yourself to get to a point where you feel like you 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 have it all together spiritually where you feel like you know better than the next person or you feel like you have arrived you are now an apostle you are now a superintendent apostle reverend father of the most high god you know blessed are you when you wake up in the morning and the first thing you desire is a hunger for god the first thing you desire is the things of god the first thing that comes to you that that you're hungry for is not meat pie he's not it's not plantain it's not chocolate it's not money it's not any other thing it's not the things of this world not the desire for another man the desire for another woman it's not any of the things of this world but the things of god blessed are you that you are spiritually hungry for the things of god because then you will inherit the kingdom of god I had to stay on this one because I felt like this one was key. Because I mean, I, I I believe that God is a very intentional God. I don't know about you, but I personally believe that God is a very intentional God. God doesn't God doesn't say things just for the sake of saying it. With God, I don't believe that there are coincidences. It's very intentional. It went as far as saying, "For I know the plans I have for you," it says they are of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. So with God, everything is intentional and deliberate. That means God did not say this thing if we didn't have the capacity or ability to do it, to be in a state of constant hunger for the things of God, a state of constant hunger constant hunger for him blessed are you that you are poor in spirit for you will inherit the kingdom of god god wants us to consistently hunger for him god wants us to consistently need him god wants us to consistently need him don't get to a point where you begin to take spiritual things for granted. You begin to take the things of God for granted. You begin to make light of it. Make light of going to church. Make light of sewing, paying tithe. Make light of fasting. Make light of fasting and praying. Make light of fasting and praying and studying the word of God. You can't be too busy. You can be too busy and too scheduled not to be able to make time for God. You see, when you're hungry, you're not really thinking about any other thing other than feeding yourself. Other than feeling yourself. When hunger hits you, all you want to do is to eat. All you want to do is to eat. And that's what God desires of us. He says, blessed are you that you are in this constant state of hunger for me spiritually. Hunger for the supernatural. Hunger for my healing. Hunger for my restoration. Hunger for my blessing. Hunger for my, for my consecration. Hunger for my righteousness. Hunger for my holiness. Hunger for my, for my repentance. When you are in a constant hunger for everything that has to do with my kingdom, then 
his kingdom will become yours praise god that's a good time to actually to actually see meditate and be grateful for such an amazing word don't you think so so let's continue it says for theirs is the realm of heaven's kingdom what delight comes to you when you wait upon the lord for you will find what you long for you know it, it it's you can see the transition you know from being hungry for the things of god for being poor in spirit meaning that you 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 want god to fill you so you leave the place of lack to you now understanding the importance of putting god first wanting all of god being hungry for god desiring the things of god to waiting upon him you see when you when you when you become hungry for the things of god waiting on him will no longer be a challenge it will be a delight to you longing for him will no longer be tedious you will be able to overcome yourself overcome your weaknesses and actually be able to pick yourself up and seek god the way he desires you to seek him pray the way he desires you to pray you see we live in times where we are supposed to be fanning the fire of prayer in our life and raising a raising an altar of prayer to surround us we're in a season where the supernatural should be come beyond natural super in our lives where you go out and everything around you is a testimony glorifying god because you're hungry for him so he, he, he attends to your very need you are the one that people come to for an experience of god you're the one that people come to for a touch of god people see you and they desire god it comes from a place of hunger when you begin to carry his presence it becomes easier to wait on him because you know that you're commanding heaven's resources at your fingertips it is a good place to be and that's why it started with you being hungry first for the things of god waiting on him longing for him will no longer be such a challenge or such a burden it will come with ease it will come with ease it will come with peace you will be diligent in it it says what delight comes to you i just wanted to hear it again what delight comes to you when you wait upon the lord like i said i'm reading the tpt version but we will run through the niv version soon but i just want you to see i love the way the tpt version puts it he says what the what blessing comes to you when gentleness lives in you that is the next one when gentleness lives in you you know what blessing comes to you what blessing comes to you when gentleness lives in you you know another version says blessed are the meek that's the niv for they will inherit the earth so for you to take command of this earth you have to be meek that's that's what it, it means for me for you to be able to walk this earth be in command be the best be blessed live in health live in well-being live at peace with every other people every other person you have to learn to be meek you have to learn to be meek you have to learn to be meek you have to learn to be gentle you have to learn it It says what bliss you experience how satisfied you are you know 
they're, they're just it's just it's just amazing how the, the words are being put beside each other and and you sit down and you're studying this and you're reflecting it you're looking inwards you're not looking outward you're looking inwards you're looking within yourself trying to examine yourself to actually you know get to a place of for lack of a better word repentance a place of change you know when i say repent i'm not talking about sin i'm talking about change when you when you get when you study the word and it gets you to a place of change when you know that certain things in your life needs to change and and that's what this particular podcast is meant for for you to sit down and reflect on certain things and begin to change them at whatever point of your need he says what happiness comes to you when you feel your spiritual poverty for theirs is the realm of heaven's kingdom says what delight comes to you when you wait upon the lord for you will find what you long for what blessing comes to you when gentleness lives in you for you will inherit the earth be kind be gentle be meek be open oh i i i strongly believe that this is resonating in you as much as it's resonating in me right now it says how enriched you are when you crave righteousness and that's another thing that i'm going to spend time talking about very soon most likely in the next episode so i want you to look forward to that righteousness because i f- i i strongly sense we're in times where righteousness is key you see righteousness is so powerful that we we don't we don't spend time trying to understand it i understand we have a right standing but you see righteousness is so powerful that when you come to the understanding of it it is the force that you need for every other thing and every other walk of faith that you will work he says what delight comes to you when you wait upon the lord for you will find what you long for what blessing comes to you when gentleness lives in you for you will inherit the earth how enriched you are when you crave righteousness how enriched you are when you crave righteousness for you will be surrounded with fruitfulness look i i I want you to take our time after this podcast study this particular episode um study this particular scripture matthew chapter 5 from verse 1 all the way to verse 13 study it take out time study it over and over and once you're done with this particular one i want you to study on righteousness it's very key in the coming times understanding righteousness it's very key in the coming in 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 the coming of age in, in in the coming of our lord righteousness is going to be very key mark my word righteousness is going to be very very key you understanding your right standing understanding god's righteousness not not i don't i don't want not just about your right standing i mean god's righteousness and we're going to be doing a study on that so i want you to look forward to it it says how satisfied you are when you demonstrate tender mercy 
for tender mercy will be demonstrated to you when you're a merciful person you will also experience mercy what bliss you experience when your heart is pure for then your eyes will open to see more and more of god when your heart is pure you can see farther when you're not holding grudges when you're not bearing grudges when you're not living in strife when you're not full of malice or hate you see you're able to see god you're able to hear you're able to grow spiritually faster that's the honest truth i mean i'm telling you this as in for free that's the honest truth when you can let go of hate anger malice you see you're going to be battling in a lot of those things because as long as you're in this world you're going to be experiencing a lot of things that comes with the world but you see if you can learn to focus on the word if you can learn to live for the word by the word and in the word you're going to experience all the best of god because you're going to be able to seek god clearly because god is his word he says what bliss you will experience bliss there means for me bliss talks about peace talks about shalom what amazing shalom it will be nothing missing nothing broken you know you living the best life you living you know the best life that you can live when your heart is pure something i recently heard says holiness is both a defense and an attack think about that for a minute in fact let me just say selah it says when your heart is pure for then your eyes will open to see more and more of god if you want to see more and more of god if you want to experience the best of god the abundance the supernatural power understand the purity of letting your heart be filled with the word of god with things that are noble with things that are pure with things that don't have malice don't have strife with things that are of god you will see god's hand move powerfully in your life he goes on further to say how joyful you are when you make peace for then you will be recognized as a true child of God, a peacemaker. A peacemaker. The sign of God when I look at you, when I look at myself, and when other people look at me, because you know, like I always say, when I'm studying the word like this, I'm I'm examining myself, I'm looking inwards, I'm checking myself. There's a list that is checking in me that is extensive aligning with what god is saying aligning with god's will for me so this particular one i had to stay on it a little bit because it's talking about me representing god what people see in me and the only definition of that beyond me calling myself a christian is that i am peaceful i don't know if you understand what i'm saying it says how he said, what bliss you experience. What bliss you experience when your heart is pure. For then your eyes will open to see more and more of God. How joyful you are when you make peace. For then you will be recognized as a true child of God. When you make peace. When you are about peace. When you are peaceful. 
when you're peaceful. I'll enrich you out when you bear the wounds of being persecuted for doing what is right. For that is when you experience the realm of heaven's kingdom. How ecstatic you can be when people insult and persecute you and speak all kinds of cruel lies about you because of your love for me. So that person that you're upset with that doesn't really know God, that doesn't understand the relationship you have with God, you see that you're wasting so much energy on that when you're supposed to be grateful that because of God, you have the privilege to enjoy the best of him. Think about that for a minute. Usually, most of the things that we go through, when we really think about it and flip the script sometimes, we usually realize that there are two sides to a coin. You see, God wants us to focus more on him, more on all that we are going to experience in him, rather than all that the world is doing to us. God wants us to see him more than we see the reality of the world because you see he knows from his own end is sure he has sworn by only himself is the only person God is sure of versus himself so when he speaks he's sure any other thing you experience outside of him he can't guarantee that he can guarantee only him and with him is peace with him is prosperity with him is blessing with him is goodness mercy and favor joy forevermore and that's why he wants us to focus on most of the time and that's why this particular study is very important for you and i want you to read different versions i want you to understand and read different version and begin to see where you can you know where you can connect with god what you need to do what you need to stop doing so that you can see more and more of god it says how ecstatic you can be when people insult and persecute you and speak all kinds of cruel lies about you because of your love for me it says so leap for joy since you're heavenly reward is great for you are being rejected the same way the prophets were rejected before you your lives are like salt among the people but if you like salt become bland how can your saltiness be restored flavorless salt is good for nothing and will be thrown out and trampled on by others he now says your lives light up the world because you're in God, God is light. There's no way, not by a long shot, that God lives in you and you are not surrounded by light. You see, when people begin to see your work with God, it, it becomes a lifestyle. You, you don't need to announce God. You don't need to shout it. You don't need to. It, it announces itself. The presence of God in your life, your walk of faith, your walk of faith, everything put together is so loud that people will begin to see the glory of God through you. People will begin to experience God through you because you now live the life of God, the way God desires you to live for him. It announces in itself by itself. Says your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance. People 
necessarily don't need to come near you before they begin to experience God. Just because of the way you're living for God, lives are changing. People are experiencing God at another level. People are experiencing His joy, His peace, His faithfulness, His, His mercy, His goodness, His favor. Just because of the way you are living it for Him. That's what I want to challenge you today to do. Live for God. The way He has spoken in His word for you to live for Him. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that the commendable things you do will shine as light upon them. And then... They will give their praise to your father that is in heaven. I'm going to leave you with this. If the way you're living your life right now is not making people glorify God or is not glorifying God, then you need to check yourself. And the beauty about this scripture, the Beatitudes, is it tells you plainly what God is expecting of you and the outcome of that expectation. I just want us to take a little bit of time and meditate on it and start to see where we need to put in more effort into living for God that our lights may shine. The end goal is for you to shine. It's for people to see the way you live your life and glorify God. People to listen to the way you talk. It's not going to be the easiest thing. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to be. It's going to be. And it's not a one-off thing. It's a lifestyle. It's a journey that God is expecting us to live consistently, studying, praying, being pure in heart, living righteously, being merciful, being peaceful, hungering, being hungry for Him consistently that others may see the God in us and give glory to our father who is in heaven there's nothing as amazing as representing god the way god represents himself and i pray for you and i pray for myself to today that god will give us the grace will give us the strength will give us the perseverance and the patience to honor his word to leave his word to do his word the way he desires it that is expectation of us oh we know that we have expectation of you god but we ask today that your expectation of us that you give us the grace to fulfill it at every point in time in our lives in jesus name thank you for another amazing episode see you in the next episode